Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 9.30 in 716. As Election Day draws near, some inside insight from a veteran campaign strategist and pollster. We're getting more older voters than younger voters, and that when you get away from presidential elections, we're just not getting the voter participation. Seems all those millennials are engaged in causes and primary battles nationally, not so much in general elections and locally. Because when they didn't get what they wanted, they just don't bother to come out and look at the bigger picture. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. So many factoids and tidbits to hang your head on as we go in-depth with perhaps the most locally reputed political pollster, mover and shaker out there. For decades, he's orchestrated what works, been inside the heads of the voters and the candidates, making sense of it all somehow. But now he sees an erosion in the voting public. I, I just, you know, historically, there was a commitment by people to come out and vote. And, I mean, this, is, this goes back, you know, as long as 50 years ago. But what we've seen is a diminished interest, a diminished voter participation. Barry Zeplowitz talks everything election and campaign politics on the podcast. Until the point where... Um, when we look at these local elections, like in 2019, where the, the, the turnouts just become very small, um, voters are much less interested, we're getting more older voters than younger voters, and that when you get away from presidential elections, we're just not getting the voter participation. Um, and, and I think there's there's a number of reasons. One is that there's just a... I don't know, a, a generational thing where, where younger people, they haven't begun yet to focus on what role government plays in their life, and they haven't gotten there yet. And, and, and unlike years ago where, where younger people, they, they turned 18, they registered, they, they, they voted, it's not happening. And secondly, um, well, there's probably three, three good reasons. Secondly, is the whole tone of, of election campaigns today from the top in Washington right down to the local stuff, you know, whether it's a, whether it's a Trump generation of, of voters and anti-voters or it's people who are focused on local things like Collins where they just become just, just I don't want to use the word disgusted, but just they just they just lose faith in, in our, our local elected officials, and again, from the top to the bottom. And what we do is see in each election year more and more negative campaigning. And then thirdly is the whole manner in which people get information today and the role that social media is playing. Um, it's, it's, it's so diffused that when you go to buy television or, or, or radio today, even in a county, you know, a specific county like Erie County, you've got 
multiple stations besides the networks. You've got Fox you add on, and then you get into the cable networks. And there's there, there's so many of them I can't count all that you that all that there are, and that then you get people who are DVRing programs, and and so they're able to skip right over over commercials that people have spent you know thousands and thousands of dollars on, and you just have this whole different world within which elections are taking place, and and as a result of of it where we are today. So many questions for you, um, you know, because you've been doing this so long, and I've been covering the, these types of things so long, so I think, to, you know, together we've got some interesting perspective here. Um, I want to go back to one of the first things you said, and that is um, that you have, you know, we have more older voters than we do younger, yet it does seem, I, I think you'll agree with me, that we have such a passionate younger base right now. Um, you know, we talk about these this millennial generation being so opinionated and having um, so many causes that they seem to be strong for, yet are, are you saying that they're not, ne- that doesn't necessarily translate on election day and they're, they're not actively uh, voting? Well, the, 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 there's two, I guess, two, two responses to that. One is, um, when we talk about national elections, that's where you tend to get this, quote, passion um, among younger people, particularly in primary elections. You know, they what's sort of interesting, and I think it cost Hillary, Hillary Clinton part of the part of the reason she lost was that you got into this very younger people were coming out for for for, for Bernie Sanders in these primaries, these Democratic primaries, and then I'll bet statistically, when you looked at the general elections, that there was a significant fall off of younger voters, and because when they didn't get what they wanted. They just don't bother to come out and look at the bigger picture. You know, if you were if you were a Democrat in 2016, um, you probably saw that you were, were you know you you had these these significant um, groups of people come out because they they had a a belief in in, in Sanders in particular. And every year in in 2020, we're going to see it again. They're going to hook on to either Sanders again or or perhaps shift to to Warren. And because they think they're getting, you know, uh, a free ride for the rest of their life, um, even though that's overstated. But then they, if they don't get what they want, then they tend to just, you know, because I think a lot of younger generations think they're entitled. That when they don't get what they want, then they just, you know, take their marbles and go home. And I think we're going to see that in 2020, just like we have in previous national elections. But when you convert that to the local election, I don't see younger people coming out to vote because they don't see they're not stakeholders in anything. These, these are the issues that they're interested in are not the issues that are the bread and, but, bread and butter issues of a taxpayer, say in the town of Amherst or in Chictawaga or in the city of Buffalo, and they just have a whole different agenda and a whole different outlook on life. And so that's what I that's my perspective on it, you know. And we you may have a different one. 
No, I think it's very interesting. And I think it, the, the way you bring it full circle to the, um, you know, that millennial generation, you know, if they don't get the, what they want, um, you know, perhaps they move on to, to the next thing is, is uh, I don't want to say spot on because I don't know it to be the fact, but it certainly is the, the perception I think a lot of us have of, uh, of that uh, demographic and that generation. Barry, let me skip forward now to, to another thing you talked about, and that is the difficulty in, in perhaps reaching um, potential voters, whether they be young or old, older, um, you know, and you've been very effective through the years in in coming up with uh, media campaigns that that help candidates or perhaps hurt other candidates. Um, you know, and you're saying you're finding that more and more difficult, at, at least to get the message out. Are we seeing that the campaigning is shifting more to social media and away from our our typical broadcast media? television, radio, and even print? The, uh, the, the best answer I've got for that is that it, it depends on the campaign budgets. Um, social media clearly um, is playing a role in this election, and particularly being in, 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 in an even-year election like 2020. It's not as much, I think, in 2019, although social media clearly is being used, and partly because it's a lot less expensive, and for the obvious reason, because, you know, something that doesn't reach as many people that you're trying to reach is not as expensive as trying to reach a certain type of voter that you may have to pay several thousand dollars for a 30-second spot in prime time. And so, but the, but the thing is this, that that there's, you know, network TV today, you know, and, and, and then there's all the cable networks, and then there's people who just get, you know, DVDs or are streaming on Netflix or something like that. And so... Um, it becomes harder to reach the voter and and media buyers. If you ever, if you, in fact, one of the, one of your, you might want to sometime um, talk with the media buyer, and, and they have a interesting perspective on this whole thing because they have to literally go out and find what stations and what programming is going to reach people. But there, the, the, when when we just, I just got through buying um, just around it was ninety five thousand dollars. I think we spent in a judicial race in, in, in the southern tier. And um, we've got most of it on network, but we have a significant amount on, on cable. And um, we didn't do social media because we're looking at people who are generally 50 years and older as our key voters. And so if we had an extra 25000 bucks or, or, or something, we might have you know pursued that in greater depth. But... Again, it has a lot to do with who you're trying to reach. And um, even though people say everybody's on Facebook today, well, yeah, but the people are really on it and who are really attentive, attentive may not be the person that you're, you're wanting to vote. So, you know, we do a poll, we find out who our, who our targets are, and then the key for us is, you know, how do you reach that particular target? And it may demand something other than network, or, or it may may demand other than something other than television, you know, or radio. It may, you know, need to be targeted on direct mail for some reason. It's just that um, in, in elections today, you really have to know who you're looking for, and then determine the best way to reach them. And it's getting harder and harder to do that, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And but that's you know that's the challenge for a media buyer, and that's why I work with a a, a professional who really. I think um, really she's been around a long time and has seen the the type of changes that have taken place, and so she knows. You know, she says, "Okay, what are my marching orders?" 
and then she goes out and finds those um, stations that um, are are the ones that you know that that, that we're looking for. Interesting. Uh, you, you talk a little bit, uh, if you can, about this race for Erie County Executive. I know it's we'll, we'll, the media will call it a focal race and in, in the most um, interesting race of, of this election. I don't know how much that really says about the race in, in general, but what are what are your thoughts from your inside expertise of, of uh, where this race stands, what this race is all about, and what, what the keys will be? Well, I, I can't really tell you where it stands. Um at this point, but I I think that it, it's 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 simply coming down to whether people want to give um, Mark Polinkars a third term. He he sort of reminds me of and 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 there's no physical um, comparison, but he reminds me of of the Dennis Gorski years, and um, but the big difference was that when we were able to defeat you know, Dennis Gorski, and I think it was. 90, uh, 90, 99, that um, he had been around for, for, I think, three terms, and, and that the economy wasn't as strong as it is today, and so um, there were some vulnerabilities that existed there, but the same type of, I don't know, and again, I, I don't know Mark Polinkar, so I don't want to be critical of it, just, it just doesn't come across as, as a strong, extrovertish type person, just, you know, comes across as a guy who's just there in my my view, although maybe it's a Republican view, but um, against somebody who's 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 pretty dynamic, and 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 is trying to present um, the county in a different way than may or may not exist. So I I I guess for me the question is whether or not um, Lynn Dixon, who you know starts relatively unknown, has been able to use media and and both earned and and paid media to get a, get across the argument that you know that things aren't going as well as they should and that she can make a difference in but I, I just have not said I've seen a few ads on television myself I'm sure there's a lot more than what I've seen but um, I I just wonder why Mark Polinkars would feel the need to go after her um, and tire to Collins if there wasn't some concern on their part that, you know, things might not be going quite the way they wanted to go. So, um, and one can argue, well, they're just trying to keep her from gaining momentum, which may be true also. But um, typically, when you when you pound as hard as they are, particularly the tide of Collins, um, which I think is disingenuous myself, um, I'm sure the Democrat, a lot of Democrats voted for a lot of Collins stuff just because of most of his procedural stuff. It wasn't 600 votes, you know, all Collins. I'm sure probably two-thirds of those votes, Democrats probably already voted, already also voted the same way she did. But um, so, you know, to, to bring a um, that stuff into the into the campaign just, you know, just says, you know, maybe there's something going on here. Very so often in these races um, in Erie County, um, you know, a Republican challenger um, is up against uh, an incumbent Democrat. And we always hear, you know, well, they made some inroads, but in a county where it's two to one. And I'm just throwing that number out, uh, you know, broad base. 50 to 30. 
right. Okay, so thank you for that. And, you know, that gets tossed out, and, and, and you pretty much say, okay, well, you know, she might be doing well for a Republican in Erie County, but that's not good enough. Um, it's, is that, um, are, are those statistics able to be overcome by a candidate? Uh, I mean, I, I think they can. I mean, we've had Republicans win, you know, countywide. Well, we have, you know, we have a comptroller, we have a sheriff. Um, you know, we've had a county executive in the past. Um, so, yeah, I think it's I, it's my opinion that that voters have changed through the years. They're much more sophisticated today than people want to give them credit for. And I think that, um, that yeah, they'll vote for a person that they, if they feel that they're, they're the right person. Uh, you know, um does negative campaigning work? We're always asked that in the media, you know, why, you know, we uh, they're criticized, these campaign ads. And, and usually they are uh, radio or TV ads, more often than not TV ads, um, that are negative, and you referred to them in this race. Um, they must work, right? Well, you know, um, they don't always work. Um, I'm I'm of the mind that, you know, if 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 a if a if a, if a attack spot, you know, just goes over the top and just gets so silly. Like back in, I think it was 2016 against Chris Jacobs when I was working with Chris back then. Um, they went after him on, oh, they, they ran negative ads against him, and they were just so silly that they, to me, they just didn't make any impact. And and as it turned out, they didn't. Where do you see elections going? I mean, the way we elect people isn't going to change, I don't think. In the near future, we're going to have election days. Uh, we have early voting yeah. now. You can yeah. comment on that. But, I mean, where do you see this all? Do you, do you see drastic changes in elections based on all that you've said so far, based on how we reach voters and how voters react to what the messaging is? You know, that's really a difficult question because, you know, we, we, we went through 2016. For the last three years, we've heard about, you know, Russian involvement in our elections, and we go into 2020 with with um, issues about, you know, who did what to whom in 2016. And, and it just, I think that we have a country that is so divided and so discouraged on both sides for opposite reasons, I guess until the country the country gets united on a national level, and it, it, it seeps down into down into to the local level, I, I think we're just going to continue to see a a, a discouraging um, future for 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 elections and and for the people who you know run who are ninety nine percent are good people and just. Um, Many times are treated unfairly, and they work hard, and, and well, they get for it is a lot of grief. Um, so I'm, I, I don't see a silver lining unless there's just some real big change on the national level that permeates down to where we are today. You know, and I promise to let you go, but I mean, the one thing you, you you say that makes me think of this is, you know, now it seems like we 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 have an election, we have all the passion that goes into election, we elect someone, and obviously I'm speaking of, of President Trump right now, but then once they're elected, um, the campaigning continues to try to discredit and, you know, in this case, impeach, but it, it, the campaign never seems to stop, right? No, they, 
it never does. I mean, you know, the, the day after the election, uh, and even on the, you know, congressional level, I mean, God, you see people with over a million dollars in, a, in, in an account already, and, you know, just just millions of dollars, and, and they're just, the day they get elected, you know, their campaign consultants or managers saying, hey, you got to go out and start raising money again, because we're running in two years, or, you know, if it's if it's a, a longer term, and um, you can't raise money. Um it's very hard to um, most campaigns that are 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 successful are, are today are are self financed because there isn't the money out there that that people want to to put into these election campaigns and so people are constantly having to try to raise money they're constantly putting on their own money into campaigns and um and I think that it's part of the reason why it's very hard to recruit candidates to run for public office today. You, you, you can't imagine the number of people that the, car, the parties go through before they get to, you know, people who want to run, have an interest. And it's just um, becoming harder and harder because people see what's going on in public office. And many people say, why should I get involved in that? I'm doing very nicely. I don't have to put in all these hours and, and, and be get the grief that people give me. And that there's just no, I don't know, I just don't like to be negative, but I just would like to see something happen at some level that's going to make people want to get involved again. Election Day is November 5th, and as always, Barry Zeplowitz, he'll be watching. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.